Hey everyone, this is the 82K Hip Hop Podcast, hosted by ChooseKHipHop.com, your go-to place for K-Hip-Hop news, releases, drama, and much more. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening to us on to stay updated. And for extra updates or sneak peeks at whatever we're working on next, be sure to follow us on Instagram at 82K Hip Hop Podcast. For this episode, we're going to be talking about alternative hip hop, also known as experimental hip hop, which is a genre which pretty much is defined as anything which isn't considered mainstream rap, which sounds pretty loose, except it pretty much is a type of genre that blurs many genres. So it takes influence from pop or rock or funk or jazz or soul, reggae, even folk music, and mixes them with traditional hip hop, traditional rap. And obviously, like most other genres, all most of rap in Korea, the movement started off first in America in the 20... In the 20th century, um, <laughs> like the 1980s. And groups that sort of started this genre would be groups like um, Fugees, um, what else? Um, a Tribe Called Quest, um, what else? De La Soul, um, and various other American hip hop groups and artists. But it started gaining more popularity again in like the 2000s, 2010s with artists like, you know, Kanye West, um, or before that, MF Doom. And from there, the genre also started to move, or a lot of what it's defined as started moving towards more like emo rap or rock rap, which is sort of what most of what's considered alternative rap is these days. But even in America and in Korea, you could see alternative hip hop that isn't just emo rap or just like rock star rap. So we'll be talking a bit about those types of music. This episode was inspired by two albums which came out recently. Both are amazing. You should check them out. The first is Punchnello's Demon Youth, and the second is Thompson's Game Theory, which are both interesting for their use of sort of alternative or unusual experimental beats and um, experimental ideas. So let's get into it. Unrelated to that, I guess, just going through like like other artists or specifically like in Korea. Mm-hmm artists which are doing this really well or stuff because i think that's like the meat of this episode um i think we could start off by talking about well not really start off but we could start talking about like the two episodes not episodes shots (laughs) um the the two the two um albums the two albums of tonight's dinner like inspired this yeah the 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 main course okay the meat, the meat and flesh of this episode. Mm, okay. Yummy. Punchinello's Demon Youth and Thompson's Game Theory. Those are both delicious, okay? I've already sampled them just to make sure there's, they're scrumptious <laughs> for everyone. And, and boy, boy, are they scrumptious. It left me bro. feeling full. Full and yet wanting more. Yeah. Give me that second plate. <laughs> Have you guys listened to both of them? I've listened to yeah. Punchinello, but not Thompson Game Theory. Because mm-hmm. I just found out about that uh, today, yeah. but... Because I did a playthrough of both of them, and both of them, both of them very much impressed me. Mm. We can start off with Punchinello's, because uh, he's more like mainstream or more popular at least, and I think most people who are listening to our podcast probably know. I mean, definitely yeah, know Punchinello. Yeah, probably know about the release or at least have listened to like the main, the main song, the title track. But the whole album in general was just really interesting. Yeah. 
his use of the cover art of the artwork is really good because I don't know about you guys, but <clears throat> when I heard when I saw the album cover before I actually listened to the album, I kind of knew already what what it was gonna sound like. I sort of get that, yeah. yeah. I had a feeling like from the from that gritty kind of look that it has, and like um, some of the other shots were like I think there was like she had like her heels off or something. I don't know, but just the look of it, like yeah. menacing to her face, like. I was like, oh, damn, Punchinello's about to rage. It's funny because I feel like it was like an upgrade of those, like, a lot of, like, modern alt-rap has those, like, especially, like, those SoundCloud artists have those, like, mediocre anime oh, yeah, art, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. But it was, like, actually no, good, it was good anime yeah, because for once. I think he like actually commissioned someone, commissioned someone. He didn't He didn't go on Pinterest and search up anime and use that as a cover art. <laughs> I mean, I think most people. I think most people that. commission someone. It's just like just that they commission someone and they're like, yeah, I guess you know, their price range or whatever. Just like ask a friend who happens to be good. Some of those SoundCloud ones, though, good. definitely not are not commission. Yeah, like they're they got like Goku wearing a bait putty or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, some of them are just like not as great as like a mainstream guy who i always noticed that with was um kid Leroy, who worked with like uh juice world but quite a few of his songs have this like really um mediocre like yeah as the cover and i'm like bro just just get better art man but punch though he went out and got no, that he, great yeah, art, he got right? that crisp clean one yeah which is good you know i feel like that's a trend too with Korean artists these days when they release a single or they release an album it's like very cartoony and like anime mm. or just straight up yeah. you know cartoon cover art so yeah. I guess Punchinello was doing a riff on that but actually like hey this is how you're supposed to do it I think what stood out really though was just his beat mm. choice like oh boy it's just super cool like they're just actually I'm gonna be real I didn't like some of the like I guess oh he considered like title tracks the ones with the me- MVs the music videos mm-hmm. as much as like his like like B-sides. Boy in the Mirror you didn't really like um, that oh, I like Boy in the Mirror actually the one with Kid King I think was like one of the standout yeah. music video ones like an interesting concept of a music video too fighting your fighting your feature <laughs> he put Kid King in the trunk and then Kid King fought him in one I think but anyway cool that he did a lot of um music videos mm-hmm. for the album. Oh, Punchinello's back music video was actually super cool, FYI. Like, conceptually. That was one where he was chasing white rats, and he had this, like, tattoo. Like, the same symbol as, like, the rat. It was really interesting. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. But I also think some of the songs without it were, like, somewhat went harder. Like, uh, Yellow Tape I really liked. 9 to 5 is great. I like Mayday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayday I liked. Yeah, some of his beats just went, like, really hard and, like, really went into that, like, rock alternative, Mm -hmm. just sort of out there. Things you just don't hear much of. Do we happen to know who produced this album? No, but we can find out right now. Yeah, was it the same person for all of them? Let's see. I would assume it would be the same person, just because they all had kind of a similar sound. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm making so much noise. Um... In the past, he's worked with the same producer on his ordinary album too, which is Zero Channel. He doesn't have a producer listed. Okay, hold on. Let me go on Genius. That's what Genius I just did. Genius will have the answers. Oh, really? What? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? They're not going to credit the producer? Come on. Genius always got it. 
Wait, if you go on a melon, you oh, probably can figure it out. Melon. I want a melona. <laughs> that was punch needle. Punch needle. So I guess while we're looking punch this up, needle-san. I can talk about what I thought about the album, which is gonna probably be a hot take, and probably most people will not agree, and that's okay because it's oh my opinion. My but um, <laughs> everyone hold your horses. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I did not care for this album as much as his previous one. Really? Like, in my opinion, a lot of the songs just seemed too, like, too much like each other. Um, I only mm. listened through the whole thing once. What? I didn't really want to go back to a lot of the tracks. The only track that I've really gone back to several times is Run It um, with Console. And it says that Console is actually the producer Yeah, as well. and do you, see who, do you see who mixed it? Frank. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to take back everything <laughs> I said now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> Your best work Who yet. Frank is the what? producer of XXX. Oh, Frank. Yeah. F-R-N-K, yeah. a.k.a. Yeah, Frank. Neighborhood yeah, well, I saw it. That was yeah. like, ah. I just say Frank. It's easier. Frank. Yeah. Free range neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just, I just disagree with that. None of them sound similar. I mean, they sound similar, but enough that it sounds like cohesive. But they don't sound like exactly the same, okay? Like all of them have like a different texture to them, okay? So I don't know. For me, it's just, just pushing the line between cohesive and repetitive. Like it's just right mm. there in the middle for me, just on that fence, riding that fence so hard. Ooh. This is the first time that we've had a disagreement in <laughs> in the 82K Hip Hop podcast. Man, I just have to say, you know, I have a katana, you have a katana, and one solution, bro. We have to fight together for Demon Youth. Bro. He is because <laughs> I I can't take this I can't take this disrespect on Punch Nello's name, bro. <laughs> this is this is the last. This is what Punch Nello say... would have wanted. I will say. Hey, I'm the future, Key. Like, since I'm older than you, I'm considered the future. Oh. <laughs> you gotta fight me. Oh. <laughs> you're considered the future, and now I'm the future. What? <laughs> Wait, you're the future me. So, oh. as a timeout, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I, I, I like how he added a comment here on Melon. It says, this album is a mixture of Jack Daniels and the deepest parts of my mind. Then the youth is demon. <laughs> they should add that to Spotify as well. Yeah, it doesn't say shit about that on Spotify. Yeah. Um, but after Punchnello, if there's nothing else to say, yes. except that it was amazing and he was wrong. my piece. Okay. Free range neighborhood Nuna. <laughs> oh boy. Changing my Discord username right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you think about Punchnello's Demon Youth. On our Instagram, go over to our Instagram. I don't care whether it's um the Choose K Hip Hop one or the 82K Hip Hop one. Just go and tell us. Just interact with us, Who's please. Right? Yeah, interact with us. We need interactions. We're so sad and lonely, bro. <laughs> We're so sad and lonely. We're going to have to listen to a Rad Museum 2XXX exclamation mark and XXX. I'm going to cry while I listen to Kiyomi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go have to listen to t- No Chang yeah. songs from uh, Instagram. I'm going to cry while I like, listen to Turn <laughs> Up. <laughs> I'll cry while listening to where all the fuck boys go on the net. All the fu- why do all the fuck boys go hang out on the net? <laughs> I'm a fuck boy on the net. Love is all I have. Love is all I need. 
Okay, so so just tell us who's right. You you guys need to decide so that I don't have to go all the way down somewhere in the south to fight you. Okay. Anyway, we can meet halfway. Okay, we can meet halfway. Yeah. Okay, so Thompson, game theory. That could be our halfway point. This was experimental in a different way. I mean, it was also experimental in like beats, but not specifically like the beat beat as much as like um uh, just like the usage of certain like sounds. Because the whole concept of the album, for everyone who hasn't listened to it, is that it's all based off of games. Because I guess Thompson happens to be a fan of games. (laughs) Imagine, like, he's like, dude, I don't even play video games, like... Just like, I did it for the clout, (laughs) bro. (laughs) Okay, now. Um, So, like, for the first one was, like, Silent Hill. He had Hunk, which I'm not sure what it was based off of. Evil Within, Whistleblower, and Life is Strange. Life is Strange was an amazing song. It was just chill. It felt like classic Thompson in a way, but also just like something about it. amazing. Whistleblower, and it had two features, GFU and Day Off, both of which I didn't know, mm-hmm. was just another great song. But in all of the songs, he had added clippets or like sound pieces from games. Like in either Honker or Evil Within, he'd use this noise of like someone slashing through a water and like shooting in a video mm-hmm. game. And one of the reasons why I know that he added them himself is because when I was listening to this with my friend, he was like, shoot, I recognize this beat because he makes rap too and he looks for beats. And apparently one of the producers he follows had made that mm. beat. So he was like, oh shoot, I recognize it. And I was like, did it did it have like the like the video game noises or like that stuff from the start? Like did he like find specific beats which had sort of like video game inspired sort of music? He was like, no, like that wasn't in there. So Thompson added it, I guess. That makes me feel a little bit better, not gonna lie. Because he's not just Taking getting it. beats and then just, you know, doing nothing to them. Like, he's actually actively making them his own. So that impresses me a little bit more. Not that there's anything wrong with just using a beat and that kind of stuff, but... I mean, most artists just have producers that they yeah. work with. And then the producer makes mm-hmm. the whole beat. Um, but one thing which was, like, sad was that his Silent Hill-inspired one wasn't using a Silent Hill-type beat. Because that's like a thing. Wait, what do you mean? Because Silent Hill had like good music in it. Like Silent Hill had like music in it and people make beats oh, inspired yeah. by that. You mean that you're glad it wasn't like that? Yeah. No, I was like, oh, that was like um... a missed opportunity. But I still liked it. My friend was more disp- disappointed than me because I've actually never played Silent Hill. I've watched like pieces of playthroughs. So I was like, oh yeah, like that's, I remember people were like, oh, Silent Hill, cool music, Silent Hill, cool music. But like, I didn't personally have attachment to it. But also, I guess... Seeing that, that's a game with, like, very notable music. It's like, oh, he didn't use that music. Except, except the good thing was, it had this, like, really cool, like, sort of haunty melody thing. I'm, I'll see if I could, like, clip that noise and not get copyrighted for it. Because it's, like, like five seconds. But it's, like, oh, so good. It just, like, really gives off that, like, vibe. And I think that was what was cool, is that he managed to capture, like, a specific vibe for all of the songs. And they weren't, like, the same. Like, he wasn't just going for, like, ooh, video game vibes for all my songs. I'll add miscellaneous shooting noises in them. They all were, like, Calculate. specifically probably inspired by, like, something he played and really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, Life is Strange. The music of it had this, like, not nostalgic, but, like, somewhat sad melancholy but also sort of like chill feels good but also sort of feels like me- like like melancholy feel to it that i felt like fit with the game very well and i was just like this is like really creative and it's a really creative use of like an idea 
like game theory I'm gonna make it about games and then he just like really went with it and that's just like a really cool way for artists to create an album that's cohesive um conceptually not musically so if you think if you think punch now was demon youth all sounds the same well you wouldn't think game theory does because they all sound really different damn let it go dude damn I'm just saying, if anyone out there would ever think that about Demon Youth, you know, don't know why you would, but if anyone thinks that, bro. <laughs> okay. What did you think about Game Theory, though? Um, Nuna. I liked it, um, obviously, because I am a big old Thompson fan. Um, the thing about Thompson is I checked out his earlier music, like pre-2020 album, and the thing is, it wasn't really that great. Which... 2020 album. Um, um, non-fiction. Non-fi- before non yeah. So I didn't really... I didn't actually listen to all of... Or I didn't really like non-fiction as much either. What got me into him was IU. 2021. Well, I was there before Sorry, I cut you off. So. Continue. <laughs> okay. Well, I remember you showed me non-fiction. And I was like, okay. For and me, I followed him because I trusted you. Yeah. And then I liked IU. For me, nonfiction was like his breakthrough moment where he really came into his own and he found something that worked for him. And um, it just felt mm-hmm. like game theory was a continuation of that. Maybe a little bit less angry than nonfiction, but still very good. I've, I, mm-hmm. um, I've only listened to it once so far, but when I listened, I was like really happy. It was like giving me a serotonin boost. I was like, yes. This is everything I wanted from Thompson. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. He's really good with sticking to like concepts because mm-hmm. I realized like he, one is that I was gonna say that game theory and nonfiction both have that like specific um aesthetic, and like he has such an aesthetic that sometimes I'm like looking through photos. I send it to my friend and I'm like, doesn't this remind you of Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> like I was at a museum and I saw a painting and or, like an art exhibit. It was like a whole room thing, and I was like, this reminds me of Thompson, dude. You get me? And they were like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> um, but also because I realized his albums. Were called his first was called Pulp Fiction, Metafiction, mm-hmm. Metafiction was the second, yeah. and then his nonfiction. And like he went through three whole since, yeah, three whole years, or actually four, well, 2017 to 2020, um, in which, well, four years, okay, um, yeah. in which he like stuck to this like one theme he had for like three whole albums, which is like, I don't know how many songs because they're long mm-hmm. albums. That's like probably over 20 songs, which he was like sticking to like a certain concept he had back in 2017 or before. And that's impressive. We love the consistency. Also, he seems like an We love so. it. Yes. And improvement. Consistency and improvement. Those are the two key things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, compared to nonfiction, yeah. um, game theory is definitely way shorter. It's like bite-sized in, in comparison. And I think it's only like 20 minutes long. So it's yeah. easy to listen to just in that aspect alone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take up a whole lot of time. Yeah. So if you're trying to get into this guy or if you haven't listened to him yet, just go listen to it, bro. You're, you're literally not going to regret mm-hmm. it. And if you regret it, listen to IU because if you don't like this kind of stuff, you'll like IU because it's more poppy. So either way, get into Thompson. There's nothing else I have to say. You don't have a choice. If you don't get into Thompson, we're going to show up at your door. And we're going to rob you. And we're going to rob your house. We're going to rob your family. And everyone is going to die except you. (laughs) And Thompson. If you don't stream. So then, and then, and then the world is literally going to be left with you and Thompson. So if you want to listen to music, all you could listen to is Thompson rapping. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> what um, next? Some other albums that we found on the way. 
I mean, we could talk about like two X X X X two X X X no two X X X exclamation mark. Sounding like a sample. X X X exclamation mark. Two X X X X X two X X X exclamation two X X X exclamation. Ooh, drop the beat, This is key on the beat, bro. I came in your mom with a two X X exclamation mark exclamation mark. I said I exclaimed to your. Okay, where am I going with this? Uh, have you heard that? Have you heard this X- album, uh, Nuna? Which one? Uh, two triple X life. I don't think I have two triple X exclamation mark. Um, it has like some interesting songs. The song I really liked from it was Dawn. Why haven't I heard this? Uh, um, Punchinello, actually. which has Punchinello on it and Rad Museum. Two people that are also on this list. Okay, I have heard songs. From it, and the one that I remember the most is Piss on Me with Dean and Punchinello. Such a weird name, but it's such a great song. Such a weird name, yeah. Yes. Sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I want to play it, and then I'm like, then people are going to be like, why are you listening to a song called yeah, Piss on Me, play. dude? <laughs> That's yeah, like I always shit. think it's like, yeah. like, a, like a yeah, no, that's what I always thought, but I didn't want to say it because I was like, or is that going to be explicit? <laughs> Yeah. Also, I didn't want to acknowledge the fact that I n- know about these things. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Does everyone know about that? I, I mean, are you living under a rock? I don't How know. Anyway, heard about it. That's or are true. we just That's like true. outing ourselves right now? As like, bro, <laughs> please people. piss on me, bro. Please. <laughs> oh God, can we? Um, <laughs> this is like a. <laughs> oh God, I'm not gonna get into that story. That like brought up a vivid memory in my head we don't um, want to hear it <laughs> we don't need to know yeah okay no but i do i have funny um choose K- not choose K- yeah choose k-hop slash 82 k-hop podcast lore that lore <laughs> about the lore yeah lore about how we thought we were all kinky people but then it turns out some of us just have minor mis ideas of what certain words mean <laughs> you mean like us um specifically when yeah, no, specifically oh, when um, Mel decided to make a new, um, our, our boss slash our, 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 uh, what's the word? What's the thing that people say in K-pop groups when they're like the oldest? Uh, I'm sure there's a word for it. Like the oldest member. I forget. <laughs> I don't know. Our, our eldest Unni. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> this one's cringing. cringing. Just, let's stop. So, um, so boss Mel, um as only I call her, made a new Instagram account. My, My new Instagram, Instagram. reference. New Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and in which her bio said, like a f- fan of BDS. <laughs> I remember. I'll never forget. It's ingrained into my mind. Enthusiast. I never even saw that. I'm yeah, literally finding out this out for the first time. No, she followed. She followed me, and I remember I saw it, and I messaged uh, Nuna immediately, and I was like, "Dude, um." dude what the fuck please, please explain this to me and after just a while of us being like so uncomfortable about that and so confused and so perplexed we messaged her about it and we were like um you, you know your bio like like what's up with that and um yeah so she was like yeah bdsm branding design and social media oh my god yeah no i said i I could read the other uh, chat. So she was like, created an IG account. And I was like, I wish I didn't read your bio. 
she was like, Lamau. And then later on, like 10 minutes later, she came back and was like, why? I'm like, Lamau, your, your ID bio, haha. And she's like, yeah. And I just screenshot it. And she's like, haha. Well, I don't think she really got I'm it. I'm like, that. And she's like, branding, design, and social media. And I was like, dude, that's not what that's not what it means, bro. And then she changed it. Did you tell her what it meant? And, yes. And then she changed it. She's like, what if? Thank God. <laughs> Well, Mel, Mel, our boss is going to listen to this podcast. I mean, this episode. But like, yeah. what if... You don't need to call her a boss. <laughs> nah, it's funny it's like that. It's funnier me, that way. Okay. Like, what if she's I'm like... Boss. It sounds like we're in a mafia. <laughs> what if she's like... What? No, I know what it means. Like, I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What if What if the whole time it was that she put it in yeah, for that reason? Yeah, but she's too embarrassed to say like, that she... Like, shoot, this kid is... Like, messaging me about this i have to make up yeah. a new reason <laughs> nah, i don't think that but anyway moving on so i guess we all are we all we all are weirdos so we can't judge 2xxx exclamation mark from wanting people yeah. to piss him. on him yeah but he has he has definitely has like interesting beats but in a different way from like game theory or punchinello <clears throat> who like go hard yeah they go hard oh yeah they just go it into your ears real hard what are you saying um <laughs> this is gonna be a slightly explicit episode Fine. isn't this i think we recorded too late um it's going into weird hours um but like dawn oh god it's very oh, good song like it's amazing for just crying at night and being like i hate everything but oh this is it so is cool. lying in yeah. the bed at dark it just yeah. hits all the right spots yeah yeah and like punchinello's um, uh verse in that song where it just he just sounds like he just woke up and he's yeah. talking about purgatory like it's crazy oh it's yeah like the hook is just really cool too it's amazing um he has a lot of interesting um stuff i mean he doesn't have like that much music but what he does have is cool um and Rad Museum, too. His stuff with Rad Museum is cool, and Rad Museum is another artist we have on because his stuff is also interesting. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, Dancing in the Rain. That's another, like, oh, like, punch me in the guts when I'm, like, crying song, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, a different type of, of alternative. Yeah. 2XXX and Rad Museum is more, yeah, like, like, it's less, like... it's experimental in a way, not like Punchinello's Demon Youth, more of just, like... Yeah. Like, it's not a mix of, like, rap and rock. It's, like, a mix of, like, rap and... What is it, a mix of rap and... It's, like, more melodic and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Definitely more melodic. Yeah. More singing. What is more singing? Yeah. Could be more, like, R&B, but that's not even it. Because it's no, not, like, r &B. I feel like it's boxing it in too much. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, what it is. You just have to listen to it. Um, Mokyo. Accent fried. I think Mokyo's also worked on Oh, yeah, I thought you said my accent was fried, and I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to you yeah. from now on. Dude, your accent's fried, man. He also had a song, coincidentally, um, with uh, Dean and Rad Museum. Yeah. Yeah, that's his, like, top song. Um, Breath. That, um, Edwin, the first song off that, is really good. I like that song a lot. Mm -hmm. And, off of yeah, and fried. Paranoid with Dean is also great. Mm -hmm. The tempo of that mm -hmm. song is just really, it's just really weird. Yeah. Okay, His can we go back to 2XXX briefly, just for a second? Okay. Yep. Okay, so, we could just snip this Fun in. fact, 2XXX um, and Zero Channel actually produced Taber's album, Deep In Mixtape. Yeah. Oh, really? Zero Channel? Who's Zero Channel? I have He's another producer. Him and 2XXX work together quite frequently. 
They're they're mm-hmm. they're in the same. Well, they were in the same crew before Club mm-hmm. Eskimo. Or yeah, but it's kind of surprising though because when I first uh, when I first listened to Deep End mixtape, I was like, who is producing this? And then I saw Two Triple X, and I was like, whoa, that's crazy because. If you listen mm-hmm. to Life and then you listen to Deep End Mixtape, they're like completely different spectrums. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah. Because like Deep End Mixtape is closer to like Game Theory and mm-hmm. Human Youth. So it's like the versatility yeah. that he has is great. Yeah. It's closer, but I would still say it's pretty damn different because um, on Deep End Mixtape, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of almost like goth goth rock elements, um, mm-hmm. which is not bad at all. I love that because I'm just mm-hmm. a goth kid mm-hmm. at heart, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm an emo kid at heart because I'm not old enough to be goth yet, bro. When I grow up, I want to be a I want to be a goth mommy. Goth too. mommy, but like a mom, cringe. <laughs> like a mommy. Like a, I want to be someone's um, what is it? Dick. Bro, please piss dick, on me. Titty, piss goth, on me. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Where are we going? <laughs> Please. Are we gonna be I able to publish any of this? Gap. Like, yeah. Girlfriend. Why? Why, why aren't are we, we, bro? It's our podcast. We Who's can do whatever us, we want. Yeah. True. Yeah. Or whoever. Nope. 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 Bro, relax. <laughs> Anyways, that. so you put that. Uh, X X X. So many X's today. Uh, language. It's because this this is explicit, bro. <laughs> yeah, Nuna, you have a lot to talk about that. I do have a lot to say about explicitness but i will save most of it because i'm working on an in-depth review for our deep dive series on choosekhiphop.com shameless self-plug um so if you want to read all my spicy thoughts on that they will be coming hopefully soon um been kind of lazy but i'm halfway done so hopefully it'll be up before so could, too long could we at least get like your favorite track and why that's hard. Or sort of like explain the like explain what's good about X or just the la- or language. Other than the fact that apparently they have a sing. I mean, language oh, is yeah. just. But I was gonna say other than the. F- it's just so different from the norm. It's different from what you would hear in Korean music, and it's different from what you would hear in the West too. You know, it's got more in common probably with mm-hmm. alternative rock than it does, and it's in like EDM kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's Ooh. it's really just. It's kind of hard to describe just because it's so unique. You know, Frank has managed to create this sound that really nobody has been able to replicate since. Um, mm-hmm. I would say favorite tracks, definitely the first track um, of my mind went totally blank on what it's called because it's a weird title. It's like 18G1517. It's weird. Yeah. But that's a good song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 18G1517. Yeah. And um, the intro song. S dash it i guess it's shit um that one's a good one like in the middle of it there's this cool like knife sharpening sound effect that's like kind of gives it this creepy sort of undertones it's very very interesting um and then food jack as well that's a really good one that one's kind of more of a almost club banger type of thing but like in an alt club you know so mm-hmm. what'd you say that's called Su jack Su jack Su jack so those ones are really good if you've never checked out xxx um if you've never checked out language definitely i mean listen to the whole thing but if you just don't want to listen to the whole thing listen to those three songs and that will give you a good taste Mm -hmm. of what the rest of the album is like yeah don't be boring and go listen Mm -hmm. to flight attendant listen to the other stuff yeah Yeah. and also i was also going to (laughs) mention I keep on trying to make a joke, but y'all keep, okay, oh, sorry. We won't shut up, will we? 
No, 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 no. I'm the one who keeps on trying to barge in, making like a bad joke. Which is, um, dude, they have a song which is called The Orgy, and the next single after that has just a photo of an ass. What? So, um, it's per- perfectly great, um, for this, this episode, <laughs> bro. Okay, but on their Spotify, it's really weird because there's a song from like 2000 and it's called Yeah. I like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> I remember seeing that. Then. I was like, what the- <laughs> Bro was talking about I, I like chicken. Is it their song? He really said free range name. It's chicken. nine seconds, dude. It's nine seconds though. It's nine seconds. They have a nine second free song. Free range name. So from two thousand. Yeah. And then they have two thousand fourteen, which is one single in the orgy one, and then they have Yves like Yves Saint Laurent. That one yes. is so good. Oh, That's it's so a photo good, of the yeah. ass. That's such a good song. Well, it's a drawn photo. Well, it's not the, the one with like drawn. the really? supermarket. It's from 2016. Supermarket, yeah. Oh, but they had their first album in 2016, so I guess they started making. Orgy is not them, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I've never clicked on it because I just assume it's not. Yeah. Also, I don't. Is, I be, like though. chicken them. I don't think I like that chicken either. is not. No. I like chicken is Nine definitely seconds. not. Orgy, I don't think it is. Okay. It doesn't look like a thing that they would have. Like, uh, what's it called? Uh, cover art. I think supermarket is. Yeah, the, the I know like... Zimia, Kim Zimia. What's the one with the fish? Is yourself one with a photo? Of yeah, fish? that one's definitely them. Just yeah. like that's a good song too. The first instant. Oh, okay. I was gonna be like, you think fish? Uh, the first is- instant of supermarket? Kim Zimia like being on a song that I found was like Isen's uh oh yeah uh what's his album called uh it's called Band why does why do they appear of best of the 90s yeah I think it's just Spotify like labeling them as something else that's not them but yeah Yeah. uh the antidote Mm -hmm. Isen's that was 2015 and that just had Zimmy on it so I think yeah that's like the earliest instant yeah I think it's like a common name because they're like on some stuff which is just really weird don't ever google because why are, they're not European? Don't just Google European XXX. Clubhouse. Yeah, I did well, that I mean, one. You time. can if you're into that, but <laughs> I was like, damn it! Why did porn? No, show I didn't. Up? I was just looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> you about to do that now? No. Um, but talking about like electronic music, um, minute, 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 minute is like an interesting. I don't know if I'd necessarily call them alternative. But they are like experimental in that they do something which like most um they have like a niche covered which like most other producers don't. Like they specifically focus on like electronic rap mm. beats in Korea. Um they also did a remix of Taman's song, which is interesting. Um <clears throat> but they also don't have like cool stuff. Um they worked with like Guan Jo. Brown Tiger, Hash Swan, Paul Blanco, Han Johan. Um, I like their In Your Area album. Yeah. But it's very like, you know, not, well, yeah, it's like EDM. Yeah, that one's very easy to listen to. Except people rap on it. At least for me, like if you like EDM, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, They also had Up, which was like, okay. I listened to it once through. Um, That was with 123, who I don't really know other than this. But, you know, they they definitely have their like Mm. niche. Like they specifically work on like, EDM beats, um, which is cool, I guess. I mean, it, it is cool. I like EDM. Um, but talking about like, I guess EDM, yeah, Kid Millie, gonna say, yeah, also sort of does like, yeah, why do fuck a good boys. transition of someone who like genuinely is like, why do fuck boys hang out on the net? I think. Okay, it's not ASMR. Oh my hour, god! Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me cringe. <laughs> 
So why, why, why do fuck boys hang out on the net? I think that's also another song we could say that's similar to C Jam's Kung, where it's like nobody did that before, and nobody's really been able to replicate yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my god. Um, you know, speaking did, of alternative, since that's what yes. this whole album is about. Break it up, break it up. Oh my god. <laughs> episode. Can you throw me off my game? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, his latest album, um, Cliche, the song Vision 2021, mm-hmm. actually, I'm, I'm like 99.9 sure about this, but um, I think he uses a sample from a Nine Inch Nails song, uh, Closer. Oh, really? It's got the same beat. Hmm. So that's like an alt rock group and he's using that sample in his song i thought that was so genius because it's the song is like a completely different vibe from what closer was you know that's how you sample yeah yeah you take it and you turn it into something that's completely your own Mm -hmm. and that was in cliche which was the one produced by dress yeah dress is cool he works a lot with uh what's that girl sogum which is another and she's not a rapper but she does weird stuff mm-hmm. um so seeing dress and kid millie was cool it was definitely like a veer off in like the type of weirdness compared to ai the playlist i mean ai the playlist like it's weird in that it's like alternative or it's like different but it's also quite like a rap album like no like anyone yeah, can listen to it's it it's not like or like it's pretty poppy you know yeah it's not like 2xxx exclamation or triple x like it's not yeah or like yeah, it's Mokyo. not really out of the way unless you listen to tracks yeah. like fuckboys or zoo which is really i mean i would say like fuckboys is weird but it's like uh yeah poppy weird like i think it's like pretty palatable Mm. for most people at least now but it wasn't too far back it was 2018 i think most people could like listen to it it's just if you're coming in like this is a hip-hop album you might be like this is not a hip-hop track yeah it might be kind of jarring electronic what i think there's only like one song that has like a hip-hop element on it which is just Mm -hmm. pure rapping yeah. I mean, Izakaya, I mean, specifically because it was with Jackie Y too, went into that sort of like more EDM y, more like all electronic with her like auto tune yeah, and Hugo everything. Boss too. Um, oh, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. Uh, and both of those saved. Yeah. Swerby does that. But kind I think of stuff it's like. Too. Oh, yeah. That's someone oh, who yeah. left out. Because I don't. <laughs> Swerby too much. Sorry, Swerby. I'm did we, did we, did we, uh, <laughs> listen, did we talk about dress? I mean, no, we we were vaguely touched upon it, but we didn't get into yeah. it. Yeah. So, cliche and dress is more of like the, the classic alternative hip hop, mm-hmm. I guess. Or like more alternative in the like out of like pop genre, out of like EDM, out of, you know, that like that kind of mainstream, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know if I'd say EDM is mainstream. Like I have this idea that EDM is close to like pop. I think a lot of people do, but like EDM is not very popular as a genre actually depends on what kind there's so many different categories in edm mm-hmm. yeah like, yeah that's true it's like so much music is electronic now so it's like what's actually EDM? yeah it's like, such a huge yeah. umbrella term yeah. That... yeah and so many like k-pop artists work with like people like steve aoki mm-hmm. love steve yeah. aoki, by the way um so there's like i feel like it's more usual to have like somewhat edm influences in your music compared to like dress influences i guess i feel like dress dress would go dress i feel like um how do i word it i think their forte is or his forte is better suited for like singers and maybe less for rappers do you know what i mean somewhat i mean he works with like sogum is like the first thing i think yeah. when i think of dress so maybe that's why maybe i, I think i feel like personally i like it when dress produces yeah. for someone who's singing 
not mm-hmm. so much rap. But I think it was cool with cliche. Yeah, with cliche it was cool. But I meant other instances. Like one time, yeah. like he has a song with Jay Park, mm-hmm. which is like all right. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I wonder. It's because like Who they just doesn't this, have a song with Jay Park. Yeah, I mean, sure, that's like on everyone's bucket list. But you know, it yeah. doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't work very well. Cause yeah. can you imagine like <clears throat> Jay Park on a Frank beat? Like. <laughs> Well, it's I mean, not... you kind of don't have to imagine because he did do a song with Kim Zimya, so. Oh, I guess so. But that it's beat already, was like, from... happened. That that beat was from DJ Wagon, though, so it's a bit more suited uh, for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sure it's only a matter of time then. Yeah, I mean, Yeah. I guess personally. Me... But I think Jay Park can like Jay Parkify everything he goes on, sort huh? of. <laughs> if you get what I mean. I said, I think Jay Park can sort of like Jay Parkify. Yeah, that's true. But do you really want it to be Jay Parkified? Like, maybe you don't want it. No, I mean, like I was going to say, uh, on Jay Park's Worldwide album from 2015, he has a song with uh, Be Free, and I think it's Be Free, and No Chang. Chang. And like that song is good if he wasn't Um, on it. Yeah. Me personally, because (laughs) he just does. He just does that weird British accent thing that he does. And he's like yelling. He's trying to like, um, he's trying to uh, to be on the same level as Be Free and No Chang. As No Chang, yeah, because No Chang just like, absolutely screams sometimes, and then yeah. Jay Park does it, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. out of place, right? Out of place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything yeah, is not I mean, for everyone. I also Jay feel Park, like it's okay. <laughs> you can let No Chang. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, if he, by the time he's hearing this, then like, bro, we don't really have to worry about him. Hearing it. <laughs> what is that? Because that mean? means, that we, means big, we big, bro. boy. That means we did it. <laughs> that means we big, bro. That means we did it. If he's listening to our podcast yeah, and like, screw it, we can say whatever we want yeah. at this point. Nobody wants to hear. Well, maybe not whatever. Shouting, we want. Jay Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can leave a shout out to me. Um, if you don't know who that is, that's vice versa. Leave the shouting to vice versa. Um, or maybe not. I was gonna say something, but I completely forgot. Leave vice now. versa the shouting, maybe. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that um, J Park should. Uh, I think J Park's best when he's uh when he's uh R&B-ing. being when he's eating taking his shirt off. <laughs> Chill. No, I'm not nah, even like a, dude. dude. I'm not even a thirst dude. I'm not even a thirst trapper for J Park. Like I genuinely like do not thirst for J Park in any way, shape, or form. That was just like a joke. However, I was gonna say like his R and B stuff is just better. Yeah. Like, I think he's just a better singer than he is a rapper, but he thinks it's cool to be a rapper. Or people think it's cool to, like... Or people just define him as a rapper because he raps. But his most of his, like, popular tracks are r You know what? The thing about R&B. Jay Park is, oh, I feel I like know. if he would have just gone all in as an R&B singer, he would have blown the fuck up way more than he did now. But he just has this complex of, like, I have to prove I'm the best rapper and singer. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's just... It's not mm-hmm. gonna happen, but... If he would have gone yeah. the R&B route, I think he would have just been even more well-off than he is now. Yeah. I also think that's probably another thing with, like, making it in America. Because I think he has, like, this thing where he, like, which I, like, really get about wanting to, like, be an Asian rapper. That makes it in America, you know? 
Like, I remember he was on, like, some American TV show. They were, like, talking about him as, like, a rapper. And I was, like, or, like, looking back, I was, like, if he had just been, like, yes, like, R- I'm an R&B singer, you know? And had, like, sang there instead of, like, freestyling and stuff. I think, like, so many more people would have been, like, impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, his freestyle was, like, <clears throat> cool and stuff, but it's, like, the fact that he has to go and, like, sell himself as, like, I'm a rapper. Like, I can make it with rap, bro. Everyone likes my rap in Asia. And I can make it as a rapper here. But the thing is, somewhat like his dragged him down because like he isn't making it as a rapper yeah. in Korea. I mean, he is, but it's like most of his popular tracks are R&B. Like if he pushed himself as an R&B artist over here, I think it could have somewhat made him bigger than he already is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Sort of like Joji or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your average person on the street today has not ever heard of Jay Park, but they've probably heard of Joji. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or at least they've, like, heard his music somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, the amount of people it would take to find a J-Park pers- listener is much harder than the amount of effort it takes to find a Joji listener. Mm-hmm. Like, in order for me to find yeah. J-Park, yeah. I had to go down the whole K-pop rabbit hole with BTS and all of them. But with Joji, like, at a, a certain point in time, I could just go on just the top have... 50 charts and boom, there he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that is just, like, maybe some of it's marketability. And maybe some of that's just like. But Joji also does like the pink guy thing on YouTube. So. Yeah, he I mean, had that as like, a that, boost. Like, yeah, even though he lot. doesn't do that like anymore, it's still kind of yeah. like people know who he is before the music. Yeah. yeah, or like he got. But also, he started doing well before people realized, or before a lot of people realized he was pink guy. Because a lot of people to this day are like, whoa, Joji's pink guy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like three days. 3,000 yeah. years late. Yeah. There are some K-pop fans were like realizing it and they were like, dude, why haven't we canceled this guy, dude? Like Twitter K-pop stands, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, he was making like really messed up content. We we, we didn't realize this? Like, you didn't yeah. realize it? Um, and this is why we avoid K-pop stand Twitter like the plague for our mental true. health. <laughs> yes. For our mental health. My life has become so much better after I got off of trying to do like arguments mm-hmm. with people over or, random uh, shit. Koreans love doing yeah. that shit. Disrespect what they do. <laughs> and Amer- yeah. and Americans. Yeah, my 60-year-old boss like, loved I don't to think go and start Korean fights K-pop? on Facebook. Really? Way off topic. Facebook but... is another, uh, thing. Facebook yeah, is another thing. Yeah, that's like old people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently some young people are though, like new age people, bro. I mean, I'm on Facebook. No, no, no. Not being on Facebook, being old. I mean, like arguing on Facebook. Oh, yeah. No, but there are people uh, our age well, arguing. They don't on have Facebook anything else to do. Age, like, well, sort of. That's true. I know that's exactly what. Oh my god, I have a story, but I'm not gonna say it because it's not something for me to say. But um, yeah, whack stuff happens on yeah. Facebook. Okay, we kind of got off topic. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, I, think I derailed we're done, the though. conversation. <laughs> no, I think it's me. I'm always the one derailing the conversation. No, it's fine. I like talking about it, but yeah. Okay, so going back to um, Jay Park should have just sticked with R&B because, you know, he's just better at it. And I think if he pushed himself as R&B, people would have listened to his R&B and focused on him as a singer. And that would have been better because he is a really good singer. And he has his niche down, except that he keeps on trying to go for rap. And that is his fault. Like R&B and dance, well, maybe not dance. I don't think he's like out of the, like he, he wouldn't have like pop charts because he's a great dancer, but like just stick with the R&B thing might have been a better career decision for him i mean his rapping, he's doing so well it like just doesn't matter his rapping isn't bad either it's just no it's, no, it's not as bad it's just like great like it's not what people 
I don't know. Like, there's nothing like specifically I think like unique about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing which says you should listen to <clears throat> Jay Park's rapping compared to like anyone or like a lot of other people. Whereas like his R and B, like it definitely is like he does stuff which like like who else made like a mom may yeah. you know? If you're like, dude, like let's let's like get it down in the club, bro. I want to grind on you. What's what K Korean rap slash R and B song should I play? Oh, mom may yeah. yeah. Not that that situation is ever going to happen in which someone would ask that before that, you know? But, like, that's, like, the, the classic song. Mm-hmm. Like, all I want to do Another is, like... classic. Like, there's something different, which, like, you can't be, like... Like, you can't just fill in any other, like, R&B singer in Korea and have the same track with that. Like, Jay Park does it better. And I think that's... I think that's what really makes an artist when you can do something and it's, like, no one else could have done it as good yeah. as you. Like, Punchnell or Demon Youth. Sure, there are people who also do similar things, but, like, specifically him did Demon Youth in a way which, like, no one else could have captured that same... I feel like that goes for all the albums we talked about today. Like they're Mm -hmm. so they're so specific to the artist, and they're so like it's literally like the artist is just shedding their DNA off in making music into an album, like Mm -hmm. and made it an album. It's just like it's so them that if anybody else did it, just wouldn't be good. Mm -hmm. And one thing I wanted to talk (laughs) about too, when we were talking about No Chong, it's not just in his own music that he does that i feel like his sound is completely ingrained within all of just music like that whole label it just has a signature all over it they like with their comp- mm. compilation albums and stuff yeah um i read a comment on reddit <laughs> and it was like gary boy is pretty much the only one who carries just music and i was like wow i am offended by that <laughs> like how how could you say that when no chong exists you know it just yeah <laughs> Really but then again, <laughs> I, I, I remember people saying that, but and at that time, and, and I got that, I got why, because No Chang and like all the others were like kind of not doing anything in terms of releasing their yeah. own music. Mm-hmm. So, like popularity, yeah, yeah, he's like, definitely he's more sort popular. Of like of- but No Chang, I mean, he was before, before, uh, you know, he went on un- like one under. Not like that, but just like went off the radar. He was basically mm-hmm. like just music slave. That's what he called himself. Yeah, yeah. That's what so, his first few songs were about in the my new, in the, my new Instagram. And he said that yeah. just music is the best slave farm of all time. And, you know, yeah, I like his song, No Chains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's literally what it's about. Yeah. And I think even like Kim Simia said, like, if you don't want to make money, come to Banna. Like, I, I think he said that before. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. so like i don't know what point i'm getting at but it's just like a lot of people just work they rather be in the scenes like hidden but do all the work mm-hmm. and not really be a face mm-hmm. yeah but i think that no chong always wanted to be like you know an artist like a solo <clears throat> artist yeah in one of his interviews he was like you know I always wanted to be an artist, but I couldn't say that without an album under my belt. So, you know, after my new Instagram, I'm saying that right now I'm a solo artist. Yeah. It's just that he was weighed down by producing for all of the other artists that he couldn't work on his own stuff. Yeah, exactly. I just really miss him a lot. I hope he comes back. Yeah. We haven't started talking about Korea yet, though. Do we know exactly when that started? What? The movement in the, Korea? Yeah, like experimental hip hop. I'm trying to think. Who was the first one to kind of release a CJ maybe? There must have been someone before him though. Because that was oh. like recent. It's gotta be somebody mm-hmm. I was thinking of No Chang, but somebody besides him. I mean No Chang was doing weird stuff since like two thousand ten. Yeah, maybe it is him. <laughs> <laughs>
Can't I mean, I'm sure there's matter. always going to be someone before and then before that. Yeah. Even before rap, the rap scene existed in in Korea. Some guy with their their uh, little MP3 recorder, no, uh, cassette tape recorder, was was doing alternative rap with their pots and pans and, and speaking <laughs> over it, bro. And why don't we include him? He feels left out, bro. He's like, man, I was doing that before people like CJan. You haven't heard my mixtape? Goody Panda with the pots and pans beats. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay, like, but... bro, my mixtape was called Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> he actually got inspiration because his mom was always like, You're being loud near the bedroom. Go go make your music in the kitchen. And she'd start cooking and he'd be like, Dude, you're you're messing up my beat. Just use use me cooking as a beat, bro. Oh shit, I could do that. Oh yeah. But I guess um how alternative or experimental rap started in Korea. At least the biggest name we could think of. You started off as No Chang? Yeah, because, I mean, that's the farthest we can go back in terms of, because before that, like, everyone was just doing traditional boom-bap kind of style, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, more focused on lyricism, I guess. No Chang is also a producer. Yeah. So he yeah. was doing both his production and his rap and lyric side, which I guess would lead to being able to experiment more than if you're just getting beats, I guess. I mean, people mm. always say like Verbal Jint was one of the first people to start doing non-traditional rap. Like he has a song with Benzino and somebody else that's literally just like a jazz kind of song with no like mm. sort of hip hop beat over it. But if you want to get weirder than that, I guess you could say it's definitely No Chang. I mean, doing um, like a jazz beat is definitely considered like experimental or alt hip hop because mm. it's just like yeah. a fusion of genres. Yeah, so I guess basically you could. what that is. Mm. But I don't think that really brought it to the mainstream. You know. Mm -mm. Yeah, Vlad, you were saying you think Cjam is what sort yeah. of brought that genre to the mainstream. I mean, if we talk about like specifically singy rap, right? Mm -hmm. which is what's popular right now, mm -hmm. then I'd have to say, like, definitely C-Jam. Because that's mm -hmm. kind of like, I mean, people see what's popular, right, as an artist, and I'm sure they want to, you know, upcoming artists, they want to jump on what's hot. So C-Jam's Kung album being, like, what it was and being famous, everyone's going to want to, like, kind of try that out too, right? Like, look at Young B, right? Kind of switching to singy rap. Or um, one? huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, oh yeah, his latest mm -hmm. album. And um, uh, I forget his name. Yeah. I mean, Blue sort of moved towards more pop rap too, and he used to be, even though he was sort of like emo rap from the start, in a way, he sort of moved much more into that like ah uh, Lil Peep style mm -hmm. thing. What he was before, if you listen to his like whatever MVs or like left from back then yeah yeah i think it was like what was it two cha four chains or something i don't think it's on his spotify but he has some songs which are like pretty like rap rap they're just about like you know being drunk and mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. um i guess a lot of artists just migrate towards what people want yeah that's sort of what being an artist involves. i mean like if you think about it <laughs> how many people listen to no chang's album like when it came out right so the more niche you go, there's a chance that your artists, or I mean your fans, or people who like listen to the genre of music you make is going to be less, right? Like I remember when yeah. I I remember No Chang, uh, when he released my Instagram, he refunded everyone 
their concert tickets because everyone was going expecting to hear rain showers remix and like all the just music um like anthems right not Mm -hmm. the album that he released so it's yeah it's hard it's like taking a risk but in a good way Mm -hmm. at least for me yeah because if you listen to his album from 2010 i mean there's some like different kind of experimental things going on but it's still um it still kind of has that classic rap hip-hop element but then when you go to minor instagram it's like completely different like it's full just you know it's one experimental weird yeah, yeah complete 180 so much so that um i was reading the um I think it was the hip hop play of forums when that yeah. uh, album came out and people were like, why are you doing this? Like, what is yeah. this? Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. hated it. But like we said, that's the risk they have to take, right? It's kind of like yeah. you either want to keep your identity as an artist or just give it up for people just to like you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, some people have to start doing that for things to get yeah. big, you know? Yeah. Because like now, that sort of type of like year or more experimental things like a lot more accepted mm-hmm. um in rapping about like um some of those topics i guess um just more common whereas like old school hip-hop was about like oh going through my struggles or like ooh, flex my money <laughs> or you know like stuff which is seen in like 80s 90s maybe early 2000s hip-hop you know yeah. in america like flex um, culture yeah flex culture and sort of like I like gangster culture because you don't really have that in Korea, but that like, um, what was like popular in America? So sort of like live the hard life. Mm-hmm. These are my experiences type thing. I mean, which is fine. Like, I'm, like, I'm ass. good, but yeah. I feel like some of these other artists that we're going to talk about is they kind of like push that boundary. They kind of like step over that line. Yeah. Like, um, I remember in America, they said like one of like the big turning points when like alternative hip hop, some genres of alternative hip hop like became more accepted compared to like what was considered popular. Mm-hmm. Um, that style of rap was like when um I think it was like was it Fifty Cent and Kanye West both released like, oh, an yeah, album. Oh yeah, their albums went head at the same to, time. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and then Kanye West ended up being like more popular, mm-hmm. and that was like the first time where like you know having something which is focused more on like experimental beats and like a different type of lyricism. Yeah. You know what became more popular and i think that was sort of something which was happening more and more in korea too in like the past like maybe 10 years mm-hmm. maybe less i feel yeah. like though in the west in america like the for sure like cultural wise everyone's a bit more open-minded in terms of experimenting but mm-hmm. with korea i think it's just I because feel like it's still a little you know Continue. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like it's still a little like clouded because let's say you let's say you you grabbed my new Instagram right and you put that for an American artist, would it still have done as good as if it was released in Asia and Korea? Like, this is the question. Like, would it still have? Done yeah, like, as would good? it have would have been popular or would he still have gotten hate for it? Like, if it like he did in Korea. Hard to say, but I mean, I think just. I don't think he would have gotten as much yeah. hate for it. People would have just been sure. like, oh, this is something cool and different, you know. Yeah. They wouldn't have been like... Yeah, I don't know if it'd get popular, though. Hmm? I don't know about I popular. I think people wouldn't really think it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things which I was going to say before was just like, because America is so much bigger, there's like a lot more room for like niches, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, that's true. When you're, you have so few like big name artists in a certain place, you know, um... 
there's much more like monitoring on like what every single one yeah, does. Yeah, that's true. Yes, because there's only so many people, so many, so much of an audience you can have in Korea, because there's just less yeah. people. Um, whereas like you now over here, like there's like Detroit rap, there's Chicago rap, there's New York rap, and there's like the the little like sub scenes going on, and those scenes are enough to be pretty mm -hmm. big. So even if like the whole populace isn't like digging your thing and you, they're just like oh, that's a bit weird like no one's really gonna hate because they could just ignore it because there's so much mm, more going that's on true, I think. Yeah. which is why you know it took like more for it to be acceptable or like for certain people to like get a fan base yeah. I think. okay so i actually have a prime example of what we're talking about so yes. um that would be xxx so when they first came out you know of course they were very alternative very dark very sort of angry, anti-establishment type of music. And that didn't do- Wait, wait, XXX, the Korean one, or XXX tentacles? Bruh, not he was about to say no. tentacles. Bruh. <laughs> I keep on calling- I call him tentacle porn as a joke, and then now it sticks. XXX tentacle. Because I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, the Korean Obviously, one, right? But wait, wait, which XXX one? XXX the group, the not XXXX tentacion. Um, but you know, okay, when they yeah, first came out, Korea like hated it, you know, they didn't understand it. They didn't like it, but then they ended up kind of blowing up in the West a little bit. Like they went to America, they did all these shows, they played South by oh, So damn. What, um, I didn't know they that. did like music shows in Europe and everything. Like the West was accepting of them, whereas Korea wasn't. So yeah. an album That's like my new Instagram probably hmm. would have done a lot better with the Western audience. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I did not know. Yeah, that. I didn't know that um, they performed yeah. in the states too. Oh yeah, I'm surprised because I always had this idea that like most times Asian artists always do better in their home country. Now, just because I mean, I feel like a part of it is just like racism and like people not being used to seeing like Asians and hip hop mm. and stuff over here. Because like like if you think about like Nafla or any of Make It Rain or things like that, like they're all like technically skilled and like would have been like fine enough to get decently big and have like their own niche mm -hmm. over here. And they're doing stuff which is like pretty accepted to be doing and yet somehow they never really gained traction until they went to korea i mean a part of it has to do with so like, like the language too i think right like is xxx in english no 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 it's not they but have, i'm saying it well it's mostly in korean but um kim zemia the rapper he does speak a lot in english so it's mm -hmm. easier to translate to a western audience because even if you don't speak korean he says enough in english to where you get an idea of what he's talking about for the rest of the yeah, song yeah 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 i mean i think that's sort of true for like a lot of like nafa's older songs just, but i feel like i don't know i mean I, th I think some of it is like like some people just can't get past though that there's korean in the song is that that's what i meant yeah yeah definitely. like they'll a lot just, of people just yeah. yeah they'll just be turned off by it mm -hmm. yeah yeah no but like i can't I understand it so why give it a chance it is because of the drama. yeah 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 it's like people who are into i guess alternative music maybe are more willing to give it a chance whereas like like with like make it rain or like i guess doki too mm -hmm. it's like sort of like an american artist he had like get big in korea first because they're doing sort of like old school hip-hop which is like there's already quite a lot in america mm -hmm. there's like a certain like expectation i guess mm -hmm. in that genre whereas like with alternative music you're always supposed to be pushing what's going on yeah i mean if you're somebody who listens so, to alternative music like you're already used to things that are weird and different so yeah yeah using different language mm -hmm. not going to be that big of a deal for you at least that's how it was for me mm -hmm. yeah if you're like solely just focusing on like traditional rap or you know you just listen to like you know old school rap too if you hear like 
an XXX song is just gonna like completely destroy your palate or it's just gonna be like what yeah. is this like yeah hmm. oh. so this is the end of the episode um if you have any feedback questions or topics you want us to cover please dm us or comment on our post at 82k hip hop podcast on instagram or choose k hip hop on twitter or instagram we'll read it out next episode and discuss our topic discuss your topic um we're still looking for an audio editor um and possibly a video editor um but other than that it's been great if you've listened all the way up till here we'd love to hear your feedback we are very grateful that you listened to us and um, some of that kid worked hard now it's down to